a moment or two to the angry young man With his foot in his mouth and his heart in his hand He's been stabbing the back, he's been misunderstood It's a comfort to know his intentions are good And he sits in a room with a lock on the door With his knives and his medals laid out on the floor And he likes to be known as the angry young man Hello, everybody, and welcome back to uh, the first on-time episode, bold <laughs> bold claim that we've had in a while, uh, of Not All Bad, where every cloud is a silver lining, but that doesn't mean you can't complain about it. I'm Zach Andrews. This is Paul Nesman. So, um, like I said, this is the first um, episode that we've been able to do in a while that's actually on, on time. I'm going to make a called shot here and say that this one's actually on time. <laughs> I, I think The so last too. two that we did were pretty <laughs> delayed. But I, I believe I, in ourselves. I don't even really know what on time is anymore. I'm assuming it's the coming Monday. But I, I believe in us. <laughs> yeah, if we we're getting we're getting out of, in front of the uh, the schedule this time. We usually uh, we're actually recording ahead of time for once, so that's nice. That's helpful. A mm-hmm. um, little bit of context. Uh, we haven't experienced it yet, but I'm looking forward to it. I hope everyone had a great St. Patrick's Day. Mm. Um. That was been that's been in the past, uh, from where you're sitting right now. Um, I kind of wanted to get a hustle corner out of the way, if you don't mind, Paul. I think we I think we could just do that up top. I, I've kind of missed those. I think that'd be good. Um, so welcome to the hustle corner, brought to you by Ten Times Secrets, your number one source for business tips on Instagram. Get ten times out of your life. Um, this comes to us not from Ten Times Secrets on Instagram, but rather a Twitter account uh, that I won't expose. <laughs> uh, but imagine like the most pretentious name possible for some like annoying ass, um, rich white 20 something who inherited all his money from his father and now invests in, uh, stocks and claims that he knows a lot about finances. Uh, this tweet says if you're 25 to 30 and your main circle isn't frequently discussing stocks, real estate, opening businesses, committed relationships and fitness, and is instead discussing getting high slash drunk, one night stands, or the good old days, then it's time to elevate your circle. So I'll be the first to say that anyone who's friends with me, uh, it's time to elevate. Because <laughs> I'm pretty much ex- exclusively talking about getting drunk, one night stands, and the good old days. <laughs> are those the only two options? Are either you get high or you invest in real estate? If the, like, if my only two options are I can either have friends who only talk about getting high or only talk about real estate... I don't know how. Yeah, I, I know who options. I'm siding with. Yeah, <laughs> I'd 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 cla- I'd ha- be happy to live in a a lower circle of elevation with my scummy like friends in low places, if you will. If it means that I don't have to hear you talk about committed relationships, fitness, and real estate twenty four seven. Thank you very much. <laughs> and the reason I bring up this particular. Uh, serious tweet from a person who considers themselves to be serious is because a friend sent me a post from a parody account uh, The Kurger Bing on Instagram. That's the Burger King with the K and the B transposed. I don't know anything about this Twitter, this Instagram account. I don't. I'm not familiar with its content, so I'm not going to endorse them necessarily because um, I don't want to. Like maybe they have some shit on there that uh, we don't really support. I don't know. I'm just covering my bases here. But this this post, it, it they mirrored the um, they mirrored the the post that we make fun of a lot on Ten Time Secrets, uh, the Hustle Corner here. Um, 
where it, it said it's two pick. It's I think it's Tom Hardy maybe and Leonardo DiCaprio, but their faces are so fo- photoshopped to be disfigured that I can't actually tell if that's Tom Hardy on the left. I think so. <laughs> and uh, it says at billionaire underscore word, and then in in font uh, reminiscent of Ten Time Secrets. Uh, every almost every single word in this is misspelled. By the way, it says <laughs> if you're 18 to 35 and your main circle isn't discussing shitting on floors, coming, eating whoppers nine to five, doctor PP, and getting doinked, then it's time to jerk in a new circle. Your network is your net worth. <laughs> <laughs> so I like that a lot. I'm a, I'm a fan of. Shitting on floors, coming, eating whoppers, t- nine to five, Doctor PP, and getting doinked. That I can get behind. That sounds like more my circle. <laughs> um, I'll round out the segment here by uh, talking, going back to a traditional, and the first one of today's uh, actual ten times secrets post. It's fifteen passive income ideas. Um, sell on Amazon, rent out a room, create a gaming laptop. Start an A and M. Start an ATM business. Buy a vending machine. Invest in royalty income. Now, I want you to think of which one of these is passive income. You have to have how, money for literally all of these. Also, create I, a gaming laptop. What the fuck what, does that mean? How are you making money? F- I mean, you are maybe saving money from doing. Do you say building one? That, that, it said create is the actual word they used. Create a gaming. I'm oh, sorry. I'm going to start this over because I realize I misread this so terribly, like really bad. It's a very small font. Okay. So this one up the top says 15 passive income ideas. And I'm going to go down the list and I want you to consider how many of these actually require a significant capital up front. It's not just passive. Passive income is like interest, right? You don't work for it. It just comes uh, or you like, anyway, selling on Amazon, renting out a room, creating a gaming app. Starting an ATM business, buying a vending machine, like, can you just like, okay, if you buy a vending machine, can you just stick that sucker wherever the hell you want to, like free reign? <laughs> That's a good question. Also, I it, love how it says selling on Amazon as if I am like a manufacturer with a warehouse full of inventory, like, like, damn, if only I could sell this somewhere. I've got like, all this crap, if only I had somewhere to sell it. <laughs> like oh what what do you what's Amazon? Can I sell on that? Oh wow, that, oh, I haven't heard of this Amazon thing. Yeah, and then it's uh, then we got later down the road automate a Shopify store, which is the same thing as selling on Amazon. I'm assuming. Um, invest in royalty income. Invest in dividend stocks and buy and hold growth stocks. They're all effectively the same thing. Invest in rental properties is exactly the same as rent out a room, except more money. Uh. <laughs> Grow a YouTube channel, promote products as an affiliate, create your own affiliate program. So what what does that mean? What is the difference between those two? Save more with a high yield savings. Okay, thanks, I guess. That's like the only one on here that's actual passive income is use a savings account to collect interest. And then apparently this is different from grow a YouTube channel, start an influencer Instagram account, which is funny because this is an Instagram influencer account. (laughs) So it's like, hey... We're fleecing you for all your worth, you idiot. And I'll just say that my Instagram recommendation, my feed on Instagram is wrecked because I follow this one stupid-ass account. <laughs> it's wrecked. But I do it for the podcast, so you're welcome. And that's been the Hustle Corner. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having us. 
Um, I'm going to, uh, I actually did my research. I've gotten a lot better looking ahead. Okay. <laughs> I'm impressed. Cause I have not. <laughs> so I looked ahead and, uh, I'd like to talk about, uh, something that happened to me recently. Um, before that, I'll say, uh, not all bad to show about Paul and I ranting about something that's pissed us off. That's what I was just about to do before I remember that we do this at the beginning of every episode. Now we announce how we do the show before we do it. So that's how we do the first half of the show. Um, then you, uh, the listeners, can submit your own topics for us to discuss via email, notallbadshow at gmail.com, or Twitter at notallbadshow, and we'll, uh, Paul and I will talk about what you want us to talk about, and then we'll end the show by uh, mentioning stuff that made us happy instead of angry. So that's how the show goes down. You can find it on Spotify, iTunes, Overcast, and SoundCloud. Uh, and then, like I said, we're on Twitter at notallbadshow, and you can email us at notallbadshow at gmail.com. With that out of the way, I want to talk about my yesterday in which I uh, purchased a lawnmower, and I assembled a lawnmower. And uh, as you'll know, um, long-time listeners, back in September I bought a home, and uh, that home came with a yard. And, uh, oh man, I'm sorry. I have, um, so Paul and I were talking before the show began on stuff that would be funny to intro the show with, and we couldn't think of anything, so I became, I started with my not funny thing. <laughs> but, but, one of the things we talked about is we had a lot of fun on episode 60 talking about Urban Dictionary, and I have Urban Dictionary pulled up um, on my uh, internet in front of me, and I just see Urban Dictionary, popular terms, and scrolling across my page are anal sex, ass clown, anal, ass wipe, and AIDS. So that's, that's what's very popular distracting. with the kids today. Apparently so. I'm going to have to close out of that. Um, so I bought I, anyway, I bought a lawnmower, and I put it together. And I mowed my lawn for the first time, uh, probably the last time I got mowed was probably August of last year. And, uh, it was a mess. It was like ruined my allergies. I mean, my asthma is still screwed today, so I'm going to have to edit out a lot of coughs I'm anticipating in this mm. episode. Um, but it was satisfying. I've been actually kind of looking forward to lawn work, uh, a lot now that I got the house. Cause I kind of missed that mm-hmm. getting out there, getting in the warm sun, sweating a little bit smell of freshly cut grass, staining your tennis shoes green, you know, the, the works. Um, I kind of missed that a little bit, that feeling. So um, I just blew basically all the dirt and dust that had been accumulated uh, in my lawn all over the neighborhood last night, um, wrecked my sinuses completely. Um, but uh, a couple things about it. I think I've mentioned before, before today even um, on the show that I was looking forward to mowing my lawn again and how I kind of missed that experience. And I knew that in saying that, I would immediately change my mind as soon as I had the opportunity to live it. And that was accurate. Um, turns out that the the uh, lawnmower came broken in a minor way. And that's that the back left wheel falls off repeatedly. So eventually I got tired of trying to reattach it. And then I just started hoisting the lawnmower up as if it only had two wheels on the front. And just then allowing it to cut my grass, which um, probably not only is dangerous, but isn't really the most aesthetically pleasing way to cut your lawn. So that was a little bit frustrating. Um, but I, I have, when was the last, do you have to mow the lawn at your at your house that you live in now? I Paul? do. I, our, the grass here isn't super healthy, so I really haven't mowed since like last, probably like August, September. Um, maybe September. Um, it, but 
a, a bunch of grass from rain in the past like week or two has shot up. So it's it's funny you mention that because it's it's about time for me to go mow again. Um, I one of the things I've always struggled with my entire life is how far do I mow to the next neighbor's hat like to the <laughs> next neighbor's yard? Where's the property line? What's appropriate? Um, and you look, I feel like you look like an asshole. You know, there's a, there's some grass in between my driveway and the neighbor's driveway, right? I mm-hmm. feel like you look like an asshole if you only mow like half of that or to the edge of your house or whatever. Mm-hmm. Cause then you can tell that the other house just got mowed and, and theirs didn't from the street. And then. I don't know if the neighbors think like, well, you could have just spent the extra five minutes to take two passes up and down this, the yard and mow mine too. I, I don't know where, is it like a, like if I, now that I have mowed it and his was, my neighbor's was grass was longer than mine and I mowed my lawn. Does that mean if we're on a weekly cycle for the rest of the summer, I'm <laughs> always going to be before him doing his work and that's just how it breaks down. That's what I'm terrified mm-hmm. of. Yeah. Do I need to get a surveyor out here to just define the property line for me? <laughs> Draw me a plat and a and a like get word from the school the the city zoning commission on where I can cease the lawn mowing. I I felt so uncomfortable by the notion of my neighbors disliking me in a new neighborhood in a new and foreign land that I just basically mowed their entire lawn on both sides for them. <laughs> but in doing so, like I said, my my yard was basically like you know, six inches of uncut grass. And then because I hadn't mowed in so long and I don't go in my front yard, I also had like six inches of dust in between each individual blade of grass. So in mowing, I just scattered filth all over the neighborhood and all over everybody's sidewalks and driveways. So then I've looked like an even bigger asshole. So then I had to spend all the time to sweep it up. And now I've like, I didn't even have enough time to finish that before it got dark yesterday. So now I'm in an endless loop of continually doing yard work for every night for the rest of my life <laughs> because I don't know how to get out of this yard to yard situation here. The, uh, the, the line thing is tricky because on the other end of the equation is, so with one of my neighbors, there's an imaginary line that usually he cuts to. And I just took his, uh, he, he took the initiative to cut to a specific line that I guess divides our property. So I always cut to that line as well. But the thing is I'm careful about not cutting too far into what I perceive to be his, um, his lawn, mainly because he cares about his lawn so much. Exactly. Like he's, he's in like it's the front, fear. he's in the front yard, like specifically watering certain parts and putting down, I don't even know how you take care of grass. Do, do they take vitamins or something? I don't know. That you, he's given yeah, it no, you, fertilizer. Yeah. So I've been something. I've been crushing up Flintstones one a day and just <laughs> I put it in like the Flint the the fertilizer till. My grass is all dead. <laughs> you got to do. Yeah. The, they prefer the gummy vitamins. Um, oh yeah, but yeah. Um, I'm sure if you left that out in the rain, it'd just stain your yard like a rainbow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, but my neighbor is always in his front yard, like meticulously tending to some of his bushes in like a two foot tall tree that he has. And just like spending all that time for me to have my garbage front yard that I like, I do the minimum. It, it's not my house. So I'm kind of like, why am, am I investing? I right. mean, I take care of it, but I don't really do much beyond that. Right. Um, 
Well, the ghost but, should do it, really. The, the ghost the ghosts pay rent. The ghost ticks, uh, really pays for themselves with the work that they do uh, <laughs> in the yard. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's just... It, it, sometimes I'm worried, like, what if I cut it too short or something and I've just, like, ruined this man's yard? Um, That's what I was afraid of, too. Yeah, <laughs> that, that crossed my mind a lot also. And the neighbor kept going in and out. He had to, like, leave his house and go pick up his kid from soccer practice or whatever and then come back. So he kept seeing me mowing my lawn. And uh, for some reason, I don't like to be... It's like seems like kind of a dirty thing to have somebody watch you do. Uh, like a little <laughs> perverse. I don't know. I felt like uh, I felt like it was inappropriate. That made me uncomfortable too. Um, and then finally, I had to purchase a gas tank so that I could fill with gasoline naturally so that I could fill my mower with gas. Yeah. And... You know, gasoline is a very dangerous item, uh, understandably. So I had to purchase this gas tank, which has th- the mechanism for pouring gas out of the tank is so complex that I was capable of assembling a lawnmower, but incapable of filling it with gasoline. I literally could not figure out how to get gas out of this goddamn tank. It's like a series of buttons and levers you have to push so vapor can't escape and I guess like light your house on fire when you're not aware because, you know, gasoline vapor is also flammable. But whatever happened to the good old-fashioned cap, if you forget to put the cap on your gasoline tank, your house deserves to be burnt down, frankly. I don't know why, like, why do we have to idiot-proof the gas tank? Just give me a cap. I It's so complicated that I can't, I literally could not figure out how to get gas out of it. I have a full tank of gas sitting in my garage, unused, because I don't know how to how to open it and get gas out of the spout. I can't just like, and I don't have a funnel, so I can't just pour it like a milk jug directly into the lawnmower. <laughs> and so my, my neighbor came out, again, watching me assemble the lawnmower. Not really. He's a nice guy. He's probably just going to work or something. But he came out, and <laughs> while I was putting the lawnmower together, and he said, oh, did you get it all put together? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I figured it out. I fixed it. Except I can't – this is embarrassing. I can't get the gas out of the tank. I don't know how. And he's like, oh, well, it's just a cap, right? And then he go, you know, walks into my garage, and he's like, I don't know what the hell is going on with this thing. And then he went and got me gas from his garage, which he had just like an old-fashioned gas cap on. <laughs> and he's like, here, you can have this. You need it. And first of all, maybe my lawn, I didn't know my lawn looked so bad that the neighbor thought I really desperately needed gasoline in that moment, but he'll, he'll be pleased I mowed. Um, but yeah, I, I found that ridiculous. I don't even know where to begin. I literally haven't opened it yet and figured it out. It's still sitting out there and I'm, I'm, I dread the time I have to refill my tank with that son of a bitch. (laughs) I was given my lawnmower by someone and similarly, I, they were like, oh, by the way, at some point you'll have to refill the oil. And so I'm just waiting at some point, either I need to uh, like figure out how to refill oil or what oil goes in this, or it just might explode. I don't know which is going to happen first uh, while I'm using it. but Well, you can check the dipstick, and as long as the oil isn't filthy, you're fine. I, sh- I should probably do that. <laughs> yeah, before. you could just pull the little. I mean, that's not. This isn't a joke. There's no comedy in yeah, this. But you yeah, can yeah. unscrew the oil cap, look at the dipstick, and if it's and wipe it off with a take a paper towel after you look at it. Wipe it off with a paper towel and then look at the paper towel. And if it's really grimy, you got to replace the oil. Although I don't know. I don't. You replace an oil in a car. 
but in a two-stroke lawnmower engine, I don't know if you ever need to replace the oil. I don't. I never have it growing up in the lawnmower I use. I never replaced it. I don't even know if there's an oil pan drain in the bottom of a, of a lawnmower. Probably not, because you get oil on the blades. <laughs> I I think it's just growing up the lawnmower I used never needed oil, and the person I got this like hand-me-down lawnmower from mentioned offhanded you'll have to fill it with oil at some point. And that was just so foreign to me that I was like, I hope that I just don't have to use a lawnmower by the time it needs new oil. Uh. I used a, I used a lawnmower. I got, we got it when I moved uh, to Midland when I was in sixth grade. And then I stopped mowing the lawn when I went to college. And in that time frame, I never, <laughs> I never replaced the oil. So there's that at least. And the, it, it, she worked great. She ran beautifully. <laughs> Briggs and Stratton, two-stroke engine, uh, real beautiful piece of machinery. And it worked fine the entire time. So I think you're probably okay. Okay. That's good. I'll, I'll find out at some point. Uh, Either the, yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Either the, you'll look or you'll find out the hard way, one way or the other. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's got to be an accomplishment to seize up a, a two-stroke engine, but I don't know. <laughs> I I'm pretending like I know what I'm talking about because my job title has both mechanic and engine in it, but I'm incapable of understanding <laughs> how cars work. I, Don't tell my I, boss. I took a class on the different types of engines, and even as it is, I, I've retained nothing. So I took an internal combustion engines, uh, where I learned an enormous amount, found it incredibly fascinating, and then got a C. So that's where <laughs> I stand on internal, internal combustion engines. It was, a, it was a tough class. I really liked it, though. Shout out to Dr. Jacobs, which I'm pretty sure his name was, and he was one of the more delightful pre- professors I had. Hmm. Um, that's all I had to say about lawn mowing and whatever else. I was going to talk about something else, but um, I actually got more uh, pun intended mileage out of that one than I expected. So I'll just save it for another time. You can go ahead and uh, do your thing. All right. Um, today I'm just kind of talking about the annoyance that is small tasks that you really need to at some point get around to doing, but just oh, man. that, but that maybe don't have, they're not pressing enough for you to be feeling like the consequences of not doing them. And maybe there's no deadline. And so they just never get done. Like mowing the lawn. Yeah. Mowing the lawn could be one of them. For me, there's a few recently that have really been piling up for me. Uh, one of them is, so for example, Car inspections, there is a specific date by which they need to get done. Um, And so, I mean, leading up to it, I was kind of kicking rocks, wasting time. And then eventually I was like, like, oh, shit, like I am about to be driving illegally. Let me go get an inspection. So I (laughs) finally did that. But conversely, um, I at some point got a a letter from my car dealership saying that there was a safety recall on part of my car. Hey, me too. I got that yesterday. And it didn't sound that, like, urgent. Like, it was like, yeah, I, like, called them, and they were like, yeah, there's going to be, like, a wait time. Like, you're going to have to schedule this far in advance, and, like, it's going to take us all day to work on your car. But, like, it's not, like, super urgent. And that is the worst thing they could have told me. Yeah. Because I'm like, well, they said it wasn't that urgent. And it's like, (laughs) she's been driving fine. I I could probably wait a little while, and it's just... It's uh, it's been a few months. <laughs> so the, the recall for my car is, if what I think it is, is what I learned about in engineering ethics, my ethics class, which I got an A in. Thank you very much. Um, very ethical man. 
Yeah, I wouldn't say that. I'd say I'm a lot better at engineering that doesn't require engineering, like ethics, which you have to think and write and read and not do math. That's the kind of engineering I can do. But the uh, the uh, mine, at least, what kind of car do you drive? What, what What's the brand, at least? Honda. Okay, well, then we're probably working on different things. Although I, this airbag manufacturer makes uh, airbags for many different brands. I, I would drive a Chevy. And GM... Uh, and other companies uh, had a an issue where um, the airbag would rupture in the event of an accident properly, but would dispense shrapnel as part of the oh, yeah. uh, airbag deployment, and like basically rip you to shreds like a frag grenade. And I oh think God. that's what this recall recalls about. <laughs> and. That's like my understanding from at least what we learned in class years ago that I don't remember much of is that that's not like every airbag that has this issue is going to send like a hundred pieces of pieces of aluminum into you like your Iron Man. But I think it's like we don't know which ones are the problem and which ones aren't. And there's a lot of wrecks uh, that happen in America every day and only a few of them have um pepper g with machine gun bullets but you but this could be one of them <laughs> like i think that's what this is about <laughs> but i've known about that for you know at least like five to six years now so um whatever i'll get around to it <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> my brain doesn't i feel like properly assess like risk to where with something like that, it's like, uh, what are the odds? Like 1%, which still, if if the odds were 1%, that's still pretty dang high. But my brain's like, that. that's not going to happen to me. Right, uh, right. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, similarly, uh, in terms of like, I guess on the topic of cars, uh, a while ago, someone stole my license plate. And then they had the audacity to drive on a toll road with my stolen license plate. And so oh, really? it took me a while to get wind of this because it was, it was sent to an old ad, like it's sent to I an ad. But like the toll company is trying to collect from me on someone else driving with my license plate. And the thing is when this happened, for some reason, I had the foresight to ask the because po- I've like filed a police report because I was like, what if someone does something illegal with my license plate or whatever? Yeah, um, yeah. I had the foresight to file a police report and for some reason asked the the policeman like, what if something does like happen like a toll um, or something uh, like someone uses it? He's like, well, if you just get like give them the uh, like the what do you call it, case number or whatever, it'll get yeah. dismissed. And so I know in the back of my head if I just um, like call them or I go into a toll tag store that they'll like dismiss it. But it's been like a few months and technically the numbers going up of like the fine amount because I'm like late on paying it, but like, it's not me and I'm annoyed. <laughs> and so toll tag stores, like the, the phone line to like, pr- like dispute this is open for like two hours a day in the middle of the day. Yeah. And I'm like, just always busy. So just and also like technically, it's not like there's it's really pressing because I'm like I don't owe the money anyways. Like why would I like like inconvenience myself for something that I don't owe? And and me on principle not wanting to inconvenience myself means uh, that the toll company just keeps upping the price, even though it, sh- <laughs> it will get dismissed. But the number uh, that uh, like the fine went up from like four dollars that I could have paid just on someone else's toll. But I was like that's not right that I would have to pay that, and now it's like. <laughs> 
<laughs> astronomically higher. But it's just yeah. I'll put it, off anything if it means not having to make a phone call. Anything. I, God, yeah, me too. I just I tried calling them one time and it was like, oh, we're not open right now. I was like, well, I guess I'll just never call them. I gave it my best shot. Looks like there's nothing I can do. <laughs> exactly. I had um, I got a like a tailgate speaker for Christmas. A really nice one, like waterproof, big, loud speaker, portable. You can do cool. Bluetooth or aux, or it comes with a karaoke microphone. Like this really nice oh, setup. Nice. And it it shipped broken. Like it doesn't mm. literally doesn't work. And I got it for Christmas, December twelfth, twenty fifth, uh, two thousand twenty. And I, I think it was uh, March tenth, two thousand twenty one, that I finally got the nerve up got my nuts up and made a phone call to tech support saying, Hey, your product doesn't work. And I've had it for four months. Like, <laughs> and then they, I get a free replacement. And now the problem is I have to go and find somewhere to print off the free shipping label they gave me. And then I have to take it to the UPS store and then I have to tell them to ship it for me. Also I can, and then I have to wait. So they ship me a replacement. It's like, ah, so much work. <laughs> I've, I have I, learned about myself when it comes to buying stuff that I'm uncertain of like whether or not like if it's like a brand on Amazon I don't trust or something. The thing is, it doesn't matter to me how forgiving the return policy is. What matters to me is how easy it is. Cause I, I have to yeah. tell myself like recently I was buying some new shoes and I decided to buy, I was like, I should probably buy two pairs like of di like the same shoe, different sizes to like make sure it fit. But I had to tell myself, I was like, Paul, you're only allowed to buy this if you promise that you'll return one of them because you don't <laughs> need to have two pairs of shoes half a size apart. I just, right. I can't bring myself to like, I would rather take the like, I guess with most things, maybe $50 hit than have to go through the trouble of printing something and driving to a UPS store. I just, yeah, exactly. I don't know what it is. I don't get it either. I, I have like such a hard time with that. In general, I, it, I, this may be a thing for you. In general, like m on a more serious note, I've had the hardest time doing anything of value in, in my free time. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. ever since I moved since I moved into the house. I moved in in October, early October, and ever since then, I have a laundry list of items I need to do. I have like a, I have to fill out one form to get a tax exemption on this new property. I property I purchased, and it's due in April, and I got this notification in January. And it's like been sitting on my desk this entire time. I have like I have paper. I'm surrounded with papers of stuff. I bills I need to pay and shit I need to do, and I just can't convince myself to do it. Like the smallest, most inconsequential shit. It, part of the reason the episodes were so late for the last two is because all I needed to do was edit, and I just could not bring myself to edit. I just couldn't bring myself to log onto the computer and sit down and listen to myself talk and make jokes for an hour. I couldn't do it. <laughs> But then um, something happened, and that was daylight savings time. And now I get home from work, and I've got three hours or two hours of daylight. And yesterday, I come home from I like on my way home from work. I went to the grocery store. I went to the Walgreens to pick up additional stuff I didn't have already. I came home. I cooked dinner. I went out. I mowed the entire lawn. I mowed half my neighbors' lawns, lawns on both sides. I swept <laughs> three driveways, mine, the neighbor, and both neighbors, and the sidewalk. And, uh, and then I went back inside and I did a full load of laundry and then ironed all my clothes and went to bed. I'm like this daylight. I don't know what it is. It's, it's a thing that has not been an issue in my life in the past, but like with every year, for the past couple of years, every time it's gotten darker earlier and colder, I just like, I'm hitting like, 
I'm a, I'm a runner, right? I'm like I'm heated. I'm on a roll now. I'm completely co-opting this rant. <laughs> no, go for it. <laughs> but like uh, when it gets hot, the hotter it gets. I run in the morning uh, before work, and for a while there, like June, July, August, and September, I ran like nearly every single day, seven days of the week, like straight through. Got my mile time on my two mile run. My pace was down to like six ten on average. And then all of a sudden daylight savings time hit and I got cold and then I didn't run until February and I didn't do anything after work until February. Like I don't, and now daylight savings times happened. It's getting warmer. The weather's beautiful. There's flowers growing in the street. Like I've talked about on the podcast before I'm driving with my windows down again, mostly because my air conditioner doesn't work in my car and it's starting <laughs> to get hot. And like life is great. I'm I go into work and like I go into work and get ready to get the shit beat out of me by ten different people who I didn't do their stuff for yet because I'm super busy these days and I'm like man today's gonna be awesome. I'm having the time of my life and it's just because it's brighter outside. I don't know what the deal is, but that's where I'm at. So yeah, you know what? This episode will be out on time. I'm man, I am gonna edit this motherfucker. Uh. While you were talking, I, I thought of something. I should have written it down because I totally forgot it because I was getting so into what you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you look at the audio waveform, it's like uh, blank space where you're talking, a little bit of me talking, a little bit of you talking, a little bit of me talking, and then like 30 minutes of just me just talking and talking, <laughs> a solid block of black on the waveform. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, to, I'm sorry to derail your thought no, process. No, you're good. Honestly, I think... I there's so many things I should be doing that I'm not doing that eventually I'm sure I'll talk about these could all be many topics of their own so I'll I'll just I'll probably leave it at that well one of these days I'm gonna paint that room that looks like shit and I'm gonna hang all these paintings that I've had since Christmas and I'm gonna knock all this stuff out I promise I mark my words we're back on top we're we're powering through productivity all the way till October I promise you that except on the weekends which Last weekend, um, I had a couple friends come over, and um, they're like, "Hey, we're gonna go golfing uh, this afternoon." And I love to golf. I haven't been golfing since I moved out here. Um, I I haven't been golfing since I moved out here, and so I was really excited to go. And I'm I'm excited that I now have two people who just recently moved here that I can actually golf with. Nobody else that I know here knows how to play golf, unless you do. I took a class in college. I'm really bad. Okay, uh. <laughs> I took that class too, but I've been playing my entire life and I'm still terrible. Okay, I you could take me. I have no idea how it's going to go because I've never actually played a full round of golf. I've just played in the closed environments of a golf class. <laughs> yeah, we may have to. We I'll, I'll be I'll be down to go to the range. I don't know if yeah. you're ready for a full round yet. Yeah, I'm, I'm um, definitely not. <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I had friends come over and I was like, "Hey guys, listen, I um uh, I'd love to go golfing. I really do." But I can't. I actually, like, I keep telling myself I'm going to be productive on the weekends. I have a lot of stuff to do. I've been putting off for literally months. I just can't do it. And uh, they're like, okay, that's fine. And then by the end of, by, like, lunchtime on Saturday, I had bought a lawnmower, put one piece on it, got a tank at Lowe's, filled it with gasoline, came home, and I replaced light bulbs in three of the lights in my entire house. And I was like, guys, I can go golfing now. This was the most productive Saturday I've had since October. So that's where I'm at. Um, and I ended up enjoying a very beautiful day on the course. But 
that's the level of productivity that I'm, that's the benchmark now. But I think I just upset it yesterday with my actual lawn mowing, which I'm proud of. <laughs> anyway, that was a lot of talk about nothing. I'm, I think most of your rant ended up being me, but it's <laughs> <laughs> <is> very okay. <laughs> um, do you want to uh, do you want to do a random rant? I do actually, yeah. Okay, so this is another one that comes to us from Stephen, um, and uh, Stephen was a former resident of California, so I don't know if it's as relevant to us here, but. Uh, He's talking about, he wants us to talk about meter maids, which I think is a, maybe, is that a slur? Is that a derogatory term for uh, uh, police officers who monitor the parking meters? That's what I'm guessing, but I'm going to look this up just in case. I don't care. I mean, I'm here to slander them. I'm okay with that. I mean, but, but I, I'm looking up just because if if uh, if it's not about cops and we're just, if, if there's like audio of us saying like, F- meter maids and someone can like clip that out, it's like some oppressed class i really don't want that uh out in the wild yeah you're right that's actually that's a wise <laughs> wise move Interesting. Um, according to miriam Webster, webster miriam webster man i could not say that <clears throat> definition of meter made a woman assigned by a police or traffic department to write tickets for parking violations I don't know if it's fair to only i've not heard that be a gender specific yeah no i i agree i historically agree. In my mind, that's always applied to everybody. It's not been a yeah. I, I will say, you know, term. I actually, I actually, it seems like this might be a good opportunity for Urban Dictionary to be uh, a, of better service to us when it comes to meter maids. Yeah, take that, Miriam. <laughs> All right, here's what, here's where it says on uh, Urban Dictionary. I like that this is becoming a segment. <laughs> Me too. Actually, it's it's honestly been a better source for us than most things. It's been uh, valuable. On the internet. Uh, <clears throat> meter maid. The lowest form of life on Earth. These worthless, moon-faced bitches cruise around issuing parking citations. They select this career as a means of getting back at a world of people with whom, with, with whom they could not never have sex. Um, <laughs> they could not never? Wow, okay. That, <laughs> man, whoever wrote that, this really uh, hates meter mates. It's from listener uh, Steven. What? Oh, oh whoa. Steven. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but also that use stronger language, but also it it seems to acknowledge that it's not just female police. That officers. seems more this open. Is, Can you? Yeah, which it is. I have a question: Is uh, moon faced a blue hyperlink, a clickable hyperlink in the definition? Unfortunately, no. But I'm I'm gonna type it. Yeah, what does that so mean? I, is that something faced. that that may be like? A, uh, is that for white people? Moonface says, "When an individual facial structure resembles that of the moon, says yeah, well, that no does, shit. That doesn't seem that helpful." Urban Dictionary. <laughs> um, doesn't look like. There's a lot of random ones on here. All of them seem similarly. Like the dislike ratio is pretty high. <laughs> uh. We have to be careful because I was going to say, like, I like the idea of calling somebody a moon-faced bitch, but then <laughs> I thought about how that may be – I don't want to say that without context on what that may actually be. It seems – if I had to wager a guess, it's like a, a term for white people. That's that's what would make sense, especially in this context. Yeah. I will say, uh, uh, skimming through uh, 
Urban Dictionary. I guess this is uh, in the same breath that we were praising Urban Dictionary. This is where uh, maybe the downside of Urban Dictionary is, is uh, people kind There's of no projecting because uh, uh, specifically some people uh, are wanting to make fun of girls um, like with a fat face or um, people who smoke weed. <laughs> okay, that I, one, that <laughs> one. Okay, sure. <laughs> I like that one because then it applies like these are some stoner ass cops. <laughs> uh, one says people who appear to have little mental capacity. Um, it's just it's all over the place, at least on Urban Dictionary. That's kind of a catch all insult. Then it sounds it seems like we're in, I'm still not going to use it, but it seems like we're in safe territory. If like maybe every group of people is insulted in one way or another on that page. <laughs> yeah, that's what it seems maybe like. we're OK. Um, yeah. Yeah, I notoriously um, hated profession at A and M, um, and I and I'm I'm willing to wager on pretty much any college campus nationwide is that a, um, a kind of a hated uh, position, a uh, um, group of people. I can't say that I don't uh, disagree. I mean. I don't. It's. I feel like it's a tough spot to be in because in a certain area, like a, a certain viewpoint, it's like, well, yeah, it's it's wrong, and obviously we wouldn't want, you wouldn't want somebody to have a car parked in a certain spot for a week and a half, you know, uh, on a busy mm-hmm. street or something like that. But there's also, I think people get upset because it's the kind of thing where it's like, oh, now I have a two hundred dollar ticket because I was accidentally here for an extra two minutes because. Um, there was like um, somebody spilled baked beans all over the hallway of my office. You know, mm-hmm. like I feel like there's I feel like a lot of people don't like them because they're so authoritarian in their implementation of the rules that any slight transgression is is the receives the full punishment. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like <clears throat> maybe it's just everywhere's bad, but College Station seemed especially bad. Just I I since then. It, when I am with people and they're like, oh, like, why don't you uh, park here? I'll be like, mm, it says uh, two hour parking. We might take like two hours and 15 minutes. And they're like, what are you talking about? I was like, I'm not like getting like a $200 ticket. Like I right. like just something deep in my psyche now that is like afraid to park, even in situations where I definitely like I am the intended person to park somewhere, but I'm like still afraid. I was always so scared to park anywhere. There was a, a plate. There was a, I got, have you ever gotten a ticket? Did you get a ticket parking ticket at A&M? Yeah. How many times? I'm trying to think because some people were so cavalier. They would just they would like they would get like 20 in a semester or something. They'd just be like, yeah, screw it. That was not me. I I want to in terms of actual A and M. I think I only got one. I did a couple times experience it just outside of A and M's campus at like things that were not A and M property. Oh, really? Like an actual the, yeah. legitimate like City of College Station or Bryan ticket. Something like that. I, I don't actually remember the entity. Yeah, I got. I it got, wasn't called Station, or, uh, or it wasn't A and M. I got a ticket one time because I had a. Uh, I, I parked at a spot that was it, it was open parking until nine in the morning, and I had an eight a.m. class, and I parked there because I was in a hurry to the te- It was a test in a certain class. I don't remember what. I believe I got. We're gonna round it out, and I'm pretty sure it was. Um, one of my materials classes, and I think I got a B in that one because I remember the professor. I don't remember what it was called, but I had him for several material science classes if anyone gives a single shit. 
And I parked there at 8 in the morning or before 8 in the morning for my 8 a.m. class. I went in and the test, it was like a 50-minute class and the test took a little bit longer than I expected. So I came out and it was 9.01 and there was a ticket on my car. Like how can That's you how, how can you assign a ticket, print it, place it, and walk away so you're not even within my eyesight while I'm approaching my car within a minute? Um, That's ridiculous. And uh, I was furious i actually broke uh my car because i beat it so hard with my fist in anger which was an intense overreaction i will admit (laughs) but i was so so mad and then i got the ticket appealed and i didn't have to pay anything or i had to pay like half it ended up being like a 30 dollar ticket or something like that if any i don't remember the story obviously i was so angry that i maybe the anger was successful in in the fact that i completely the anger was so extensive that I forgot the actual action that resulted in the anger. And I only, my brain replaced that entire moment with only the anger. The only, the rage remained, which by the way is a sick ass name for a punk album is only the rage remained. But I think I ended up like slamming my fist on the console of my car. And I broke, like there was a, a pin in my console because I always come prepared and I like shattered the housing of the pin and leaked ink everywhere, mm. which made me even more upset it's like a cascading waterfall of anger um which is my second punk album name but uh yeah that was the only time i had a ticket experience and i was uh obviously infuriated i mean the the times where this is kind of a similar thing but a little different i have maybe once personally and um known some people who have like parked in like apartment guest like visitor slots for roughly the appropriate amount of time and we were like genuinely there for appropriate like to be guests at that apartment yeah and then had cars towed and that's a similar frustrating thing of like i understand like you can't let everyone park here illegally but like I was I was back within like an appropriate amount of time. Like you did not have That's to insane. tow that immediately. It's frustrating. That's never happened to me. But if it did, I would like I would probably just like strangle myself to death in anger because I wouldn't want to go. Wanna, I wouldn't want to deal with getting my car back. That would be the worst part by far. The, that so that's one of the worst things about all these is usually like the amount of time it takes to settle it, regardless of price. Pro- possibly the worst one I've ever heard though is is at an apartment complex in college. There, it was like obviously you had to pay a little extra per month to have a parking space, and like over Christmas break, uh, one of my roommates was going to be gone, and he told the other roommate, "Hey, you can use my parking spot." But then the towing company didn't recognize the license plate in the spot and towed it, and even though like the roommate was like, "Hey, that's my spot," I told him he could park there. The towing company was like, "We don't care." Towing like, just are ridiculous evil. stuff like that. They're they're evil. They're- I, I know it's not necessarily the same thing as towing like. Uh, meter maids but what it does tell me is it doesn't matter whether this is a public like publicly owned like government thing like like the cops or a private thing it sucks regardless it's well documented <laughs> that towing companies are just like a, a, a stain on the earth um, yeah except when you actually need like there's a difference between towing somebody for kind of, there's like a predatory towing for a situation like that and then there's towing when you need a, your car's broken down I feel like those are two different entities but mm-hmm. yeah I uh there was a time where um, there was, I, I don't remember the context, but in college, somebody kept taking our parking spots. And 
it made me supremely angry. And like apparently as most things do, I mean, I do have a, I do run a podcast that is now 61 episodes long about being angry. So maybe, (laughs) (laughs) maybe there's some truth to it, but I, I was so angry and I dialed the phone number to the tow company, which you, as we've mentioned already on the show, you got to piss me the hell off for me to make, want to make a phone call. (laughs) And I'm like, my thumb is hovering over the dial button. And I don't remember the context. It could have been much worse. It, would, it wouldn't have been any like lighter than them continually taking our spot and forcing us to park like at the Chili's down the street or something or whatever. It, could, it wouldn't have been anything less than that. It could have been a lot worse. I don't remember. But whatever happened, I was really mad. And, but then I was like, man, there's nothing worse than like having to deal with your tar- car getting towed, I imagine. So... If it happens again, I'll be mad enough to do something about it. But I, this time, this is your, this is like, I'm throwing a warning up to the heavens. To God is getting this warning, and hopefully He beams it back down to you somewhere, wherever you are. And then they never made that mistake again. So thanks God, because, but I'm really, I guess what I'm saying is, is that they're lucky. You're whatever you are, you're lucky that I didn't call the tow company that night, because you would have had a whole pain in the ass on your hands. <laughs> and also, thank you for not taking our spots ever again. This kind of took a took like took, got to a mind of its own, but I I don't know if I've ever dealt with a meter made much more than what what a, that one story I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I honestly I've erased it from my memories. Like if I have, <laughs> I, I treat I treat parallel parking, valet parking, and uh, uh, paid spots for parking in the same way, and that's that I will walk three and a half miles. Uh, I'll do like a military march with a rucksack through the swamp. If it means I don't have to do either one of those three things, you know, I'll, I'll park. Mm-hmm. If I have to visit downtown Dallas, I'll park in Fort worth. Like I don't want to do, <laughs> I don't want to deal with all that shit. You know, it stresses me out a lot. Um, so, so I tend to kind of avoid those situations if I can help it. I'll park a, a long way away. If it means I don't have to parallel. I'll, I'll, first of all, I won't parallel park in any circumstance. Um, I'll valet if it's the only option and I'll pay for park if it's the only option, but I'll, I'll walk long, long distances to avoid the three. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you, Steven, for submitting that, that random rant idea. Um, we got a lot more of you on the way. I think you, you put in a lot, if I remember right. I know we've done several years already, but, um, we've, we've burned through, we've burned out a lot. So I'll say that I think on this current list is, is 24 long and it looks like, uh, we've done eight so far, eight of the 24. So that's a third of the way done. If my math is correct. Um, if you want to submit random rant ideas to the show, I'd really appreciate it. You can do so by emailing us at not all bad show at gmail.com. I'll add it to the list and we'll bring it up like we did today with meter maids and just have an open discussion about it. Um, you can also DM us on Twitter at, at not all bad show. And, uh, if you know Paul or I personally, you can text us or whatever. Um, but yeah, keep them coming. We've gotten a lot of good ones recently. We've had kind of a steady influx yeah. and this is the longest list we've, list we've had so far. So, um, we're burning it down fast. Um, keep them coming. We really appreciate you guys sending them in. Uh, you want to do a, a positive rant, Paul? Cause I think it's your turn. I would love to actually. <clears throat> so... Uh, for anyone who has been listening to the last uh, handful of episodes, you're probably aware that I recently switched jobs and something new that I have experienced as a result of that <clears throat> is that for pretty much the first time in my life, 
I now have work friends, <laughs> like acquaintances that I may even hang out with or talk to outside of work or even kind of at work. Um, this is new for me. I've, I've worked lots of different jobs, but almost all of them have been, have not been like on a staff with, I mean, I worked at a camp, so I guess that's the most comparable thing, but for the most part, for like all the real jobs I've had up until this point, I've never really like had coworkers like around my same age or, um, I don't know. At my job before this, it was like just my bosses and me. It's a little different dynamic. Yeah. And so I've kind of experienced for the first time what it's like to have work friends, which are really interesting halfway points of like, you're a little more than just acquainted with them. Like maybe you know about their lives, you catch up with them, you tell the same, you tell dumb jokes with them, but like you may not be like super close to like. I don't know, like, you might see them outside of work, like, uh, COVID uh, permitting, maybe at some point, um, like, go to, like, a bar with them after work or something, but, like, they're not, like, the same as, like, your, I don't want to say real friends, because that feels reductive, yeah, but, like, yeah. it's separate from, like, the friends you've made outside of For work. For sure, but yeah. it, But it's kind of a fun level, just in terms of, like, there are jokes, there are con- in conversations with those work friends, there are jokes that are made that only people who work at your company might understand. Yes. And there's something like really unique about that humor. Exactly. Just of yeah. like, I don't know, maybe there's a certain, like, so, like, like, oh, have you met this person in the company? They're funny. And then you like, t- not in like a gospel way, but you like tell a joke about them or like, oh, is it annoying when you have to do this for the job? And you laugh. Exactly. Like, it's like things that yeah. don't even seem like they would be funny to someone outside of the job. But, like, to you in that moment, it seems hilarious. There's something, like, really unique about that kind of humor. I agree. And then, like, there's something nice about, like, interacting with and knowing people who, like, I mean, frankly, you're spending just as much time with some of them as you do or more than you do with, like, your friends and family outside of work. Yeah. So you get, like, a a weird level of close with them. I don't know. This is – it's just kind of new to me. It's kind of a fun new – discovery for me that's kind of fun to have uh friends at work yeah i never had that experience either until this job now um which i think i mentioned before on the air but um i like my job now but i would not have gotten there um maybe ever but definitely not as fast as i did if i didn't have friends at work that was the original reason why i liked the job is because i had people that i knew and could talk to there and eventually that worked its way into me actually enjoying the work i was doing but um yeah, it's been great. I mean, Paul, you've met a couple of my my work friends a long time yeah. ago. Um, Gosh, that was a long time ago because that was pre-COVID. Yeah, right. Goodness. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I definitely feel that 100 percent because I, I it was so weird because I had this very you know I'm I'm obviously the kind of person that doesn't take anything seriously and I just like to joke around all the time and stuff like that. And I always felt when all my other jobs, everybody I was working for was like at least 30 and I was like a college intern or something like that. And there was, I I was just very like straight laced and serious all the time. And I think people thought I was a huge dork and, and like kind of a shy person when the reality, well, I am a dork, but I'm not shy at all. And I'm definitely like not Mm -hmm. quiet. I'm just a loud, obnoxious person that I, and I never really had a chance to like be that kind of person, uh, at work. And so it's very liberating mm-hmm. that you know, you'd be able to like be as annoying as I am in real life as in the office, you know? <laughs> so yeah, I get yeah. that. I get where you're coming from. Yeah. It's, 
I don't know. This is just, I mean, may, maybe things will go south. This will become a negative rant. And I'll just talk shit about all my coworkers eventually. But for right now, this is a, has been a very positive, fun development. Good. Uh, like, it's it's like, like the that. first time I've met like new people in forever. Oh so yeah. It's, true. It's, it's fun. Yeah. Well, good for you. I like that. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I, this is a very, uh, automobile centric episode in the sense that I'm here to talk <laughs> about, um, one thing I noticed, I actually just thought of this yesterday. Um, so it was, t- it's timely. Um, Whenever I'm driving down the road, this is something that, by the way, I don't know if it's because I live, this is now um, an area which has a higher population than anywhere I've lived before, but um, there are people driving everywhere with these like student driver stickers, Um, Hmm. the stickers you put on your car when you're learning to drive that say like, they usually say like student driver, keep your distance or like student driver, please be patient, stuff like that. And I've seen them before, but for some reason, the quantity and the frequency that I see has is like extremely high in where I live now. Maybe it's just because it's a very family friendly area, and there's a lot of like kids and and people with uh, with kids that age around here. I don't know what the cause is, but I see these stickers everywhere, and I um my I, my road rage has gotten worse lately. Like it, <laughs> by lately, I mean like the past several years. When I was when I turned sixteen, I was an extremely cautious driver and very like slow. And followed every single rule to a T, never broke the speed limit at all, like exactly the speed limit at all times, like stuff like that. Um, and in many ways, I'm still the same way in the sense that like without fail, 100% of the time I'm using my blinker, like every single time I'm using the blinker, like complete stops always because I'm scared of getting a ticket, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm definitely like a speeder now and um, I'm less um, patient as a driver. Like I, I tend to be in a hurry, hurry more often. And when I see something like that, like for some reason, a sticker that says student driver, please be patient. I'm always like, oh, okay. I remember when I was a student driver, I will be patient for you. I hope you're like learning. Uh, good luck out there. It's crazy and it sucks and everyone's mean. I hope you have a good day. Like, hope, I hope <laughs> you like enjoy your newfound freedom. Um, I don't know. I, something about it for some reason that, that I find that advertisement to be extremely effective on me and i like <laughs> I, I, I like if they're going like five under i'm not gonna ride their ass you know i'll give them plenty of space if you're going five under and you don't have that sticker i'm gonna be a bully i'm like i'm not proud of it but i'm gonna be a bully and uh and i'm gonna like if you're annoying me i'm gonna kind of make like some sort of gesture uh with my vehicle not with my middle fingers to let you know that you're annoying me like like swerve around you or whatever not not to the point of like being dangerous but to the point of like you're inconveniencing me type thing i, I i'm like an asshole i'm not like a mumbly i'm not trying to defend myself here but if i see like somebody who's like they got the sticker that's like i'm a student driver then i'm always like yeah i remember that good luck out there i wish you the best <laughs> um i'll be nice to you i don't know i find that find that to be i for some reason maybe this is just a view on my humanity or how i view humanity but i think the average person, I have the impression, would see that and they'd be like, "Oh, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna be meaner now," for some reason. Maybe that's probably not true, but I'm always like, "Man, I, come on, everyone, give this little guy a break. He's just trying to drive a car for the first time." You know, <laughs> I don't know. I, I think they're cute, and I and I like that they exist for some inexplicable reason, and I try to honor them as best I can. Mm-hmm. Or and it, even to the point where it's like, if I see one, I'm like, okay, maybe I'll slow down and set a better example. <laughs> It's it's funny you brought up this topic, because I have not thought about those stickers in probably years. But within the past week or so, I've seen at least two. 
Tis the season, I don't know, maybe. I don't know what it is. Yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe there's some uh, parents who are like, maybe we should go and teach our teenagers how to drive now. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I, I don't, I don't know. I've been seeing more of them. Apparently, or maybe just this, maybe is more of a reflection on this generation of parents. Maybe uh, the people who are the age of having teenagers, which would be what, like uh, 40s, late 40s? I don't know. Um, I can't really do math. Uh, but <laughs> the age of people who would have 16 year olds, maybe they're just a special, like maybe they're like, I know that I'm a, a shitty driver. I'm afraid of what my peers might do to my son or daughter. So I'm going to put this sticker on their car. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I've always wondered though, if, if maybe somebody who's like not, maybe somebody's like, I want people to like, leave me alone. I get tailgated all the time in this town. I'm going to put this on my own car, even though I don't have a kid. <laughs> you could get to use that as a finesse. I feel like. Mm hmm. That's a fair point. I, I was actually thinking about that. Like, what would I, I mean, I feel like there's people, it's more like if I knew someone and they saw that, they'd be like, do you share your car with a teenager? Or <laughs> yeah. you, it would be hard to explain to someone you know. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe it would uh, buy you some patience <laughs> with people. Yeah, maybe so. Good luck out there, teens. Good luck. <laughs> it's a scary world. Um. Thank you so much for joining us. That's going to do it for us on episode 61 of Not All Bad. We're glad you can make it. Um, we are available on Spotify, iTunes, Overcast, and SoundCloud. Um, I ask that uh, if you got the time, subscribe and leave a rating and review on iTunes. That'd be cool. We haven't got one of those in uh, about a year, actually, um, which hmm. um, I don't know if that's something that's cool to admit <laughs> on live. <laughs> but, yeah, it's been about a year. So if, if you like what you heard, a quick review on, on iTunes would be awesome. We always say that um, feel free to just, like, completely dunk on us and say whatever the shit you want to. We've gotten a lot of um, – really nice like kind things to say we've gotten a few actually like legitimately kind of mean ones we've gotten a few that are just total <laughs> nonsense and anything in between so um uh whatever you want to say is fine just uh, five stars in the review or the rating would be great um and uh, like i said a couple times before uh, on twitter at not all bad show and our email is at not all bad show at gmail.com which um you can uh, submit random rant ideas through with the subject line random rant idea if you want your topics right on the show <clears throat> and then finally, if you liked uh, the content that you heard today, um, it'd be great if you told a friend. That would mean a lot. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that's all the promotion I have to do. Um, uh, that's episode 61 of Not All Bad, and I'm Zach Andrews. This is Paul Messman. Dance like nobody's watching. Rant like nobody's listening. <laughs>